Hello, it's Trish and Heather here and we're home design coaches and founders of The Scribble Club. The Scribble Club is an online community for people who like design, healthy and functional homes and are looking for creative inspiration from professional designers. We're so excited to announce our brand new podcast called The Sketchy Ladies. Our podcast is a mix of design and building advice from inside the industry. You'll get simple tips and tricks to help you overcome your design challenges with creative solutions. You'll learn how to create spaces you've always dreamed of but never had the confidence to design. We value beautiful, functional, healthy homes and that's what we're here to help you discover. As qualified designers and busy mums, we understand how your health, sanity and well-being can benefit from a well-designed home. There's no need to settle for second best. Each week you'll get some tips and tricks to help improve the spaces inside and outside your home. Make sure you subscribe to the Sketchy Ladies podcast and this way you won't miss an episode. You can find links to all of the episodes and other goodies at thescribbleclub.com forward slash podcast. The Sketchy Ladies podcast is here to help you create your dream home. Let's make it happen. Welcome to episode six of the Sketchy Ladies podcast with Trish and Heather. Today we'll be wrapping up what we've covered in our four foundations of good design, which are planning, inside, outside and upside down. In today's episode, we'll discuss the four foundations, how they come together. You will have a well-planned home design when you have, Heather? A plan, a budget, (laughs) (laughs) an idea of what you're doing. (laughs) We're all about planning and obviously with that comes budget because if you don't have the budget that matches the plan, then that's where things can all go wrong. In the wrap-up today, what we're really looking at is good planning. All the other things will come together, your inside design, your outside design and your upside down design, all your fittings and finishes and your electrical and that sort of thing. But planning is so important because it really is not just about planning a home, it's about planning a home on a site, isn't it? And how that site is affected by what's around it. We're really looking at where our building block sits relative to the rest of the world, aren't we? In yeah. What suburb or what the climate is and what's what, surrounding it. What the environment is, what impact that's going to have on your day-to-day activities and living. When we're looking at our site, obviously there's things to do with outside that we're looking at. Uh, it's also how that relates to the inside. How the connections between your inside living and your outside living come together and what that environment is doing for the internal portions of your home. One of the big things about a home and a healthy home is having good quality light and airflow, isn't it? One of my biggest values is good airflow, natural light. You want to be able to walk in the room and feel comfortable into your home. You come home from work, still light outside, you've got this beautiful, fresh feeling, you've just knocked off and you want to be able to relax. On a hot summer's day, you want to be able to throw open the doors and have the cool breeze come through in the afternoon, have nice fresh air. Imagine going in a hotel room and the stale air, you just think, oh, it's terrible. A hotel room is typically polar opposite to what we want in our own home. Yeah, it is, definitely. You want to be comfortable and feel safe too. And if you've got an environment where your main living area or even your master bedroom is just fully open to all the elements and all the people walking past, that's not a safe environment. So you want to think about what's happening outside to what's happening inside and where those rooms or those purposes are located. I always think it's really ironic that people save up and save up till they get the waterfront mansion but then often what happens is there's walkways outside them so they end up closing everything down (laughs) because you don't want everybody looking inside their houses. They spend a fortune to get the view out but then inadvertently they have to shut everything down. What we're really looking at when we're planning something is what's going to make you comfortable inside. That's right because we do. We spend more time inside our homes than we do outside our homes, especially in Tasmania (laughs) where it's pretty cold. That sort of environment is, it's not only the environment, it's just our living, the quality of our living as well. The other thing too is there's a lot more people working from home these days. What are you looking at? Where are you located? Do you have natural light and natural airflow? 
So important. We're really big advocates of healthy, practical homes too. That's the other thing. It's about how is it actually going to function? How does that health function happen? And what do you feel is the most important thing for you with a healthy home? There's so many things, but one of the really fundamental basic things is cleaning. You've got to have a clean home, not putting too many fiddly things in that you can't clean. Or having to use heavy chemicals or anything to do the cleaning, which is not healthy at all. And I want it to be quick because I've got a life to lead. I don't want to be cleaning for hours and hours and hours. I think our our parents have done that for us. We can now move on and actually live our life. (laughs) I think the other thing is too, everyone has a dream home, but it might be completely different to how they're actually living. So what we're talking about is your dream home for your lifestyle. That's right. And everyone lives differently, don't they? There's different chapters of each other's lives, whether you've got younger children or are you planning being there for a long time. So that planning can be not only about the floor plan, the site plan, but your future plan too. It's really interesting that so many of the beautiful architectural magazines don't have people in them. No, some of them don't even have a fridge in them. (laughs) We're not talking about picture perfect, Instagram photos, all that sort of thing. What we're talking about is really beautiful homes for us that work and are practical and functional. And that's a really big thing because so many of the pretty homes aren't functional are they no they're not especially the young kids they change everything (laughs) not only your body but they change everything in regards to your home and how that functions safety is a big thing and a lot of those beautiful architectural homes they're not really safe and if you want to go and rent one as an airbnb they'll ask you do you have young kids it's not great for young kids some of those magnificent stairwells you see floating stairs where they've got no barriers, you just think that's a nightmare, even for a, a puppy. And a puppy would not like walking up those. <laughs> Trisha's got a beautiful little puppy and we've got to be careful that they don't hurt themselves when they're young, like our kids. And we don't want them to injure them in a, in a home that's not really designed to have kids. The other thing is kids are tough on surfaces, aren't they? They are. You want products that are going to be durable and last the time. Having all these high glossy finishes, they're going to put their grubby fingerprints all over it they're going to slip and hurt themselves it's just not worth that investment similarly if we've got an elderly relative that might end up having to come and live with you there's a whole different set of circumstances around that isn't there yeah as well? that's that future planning isn't it knowing that you might want something that's on a single level or are they going to need access to the main house or are they going to be self-contained in their own unit And also in this day and age with caring for people at home as well that might have either disabilities or some form of illness, there's lots of other factors that come in when we're having people use a space. There's lots of things that we need to consider and future plan for so that we've got spaces that are accessible. When we talk about accessible, somebody's got a wheelchair, for example, or a walking frame, even just if you've got a pram. If you've ever had a pram and tried to walk around, you'll know what accessible means. When you hit a set of stairs with a pram with two kids in it, you'll suddenly go, wow, that's really inaccessible. Yeah, that's right. And it's also the trip hazards, it's the visibility and hearing. They're all disabilities. They're things that get forgotten a little bit. We always think that disability or accessibility is purely about wheelchairs. There's other elements to that. Oh, everything. There's so many different things to consider in terms of that. But where we're going to with this is that In order to build or design a house for you, you really need to think about the now and the future, don't you? That's right, and how they all come together, how those spaces are evolved and the flow happens together. A good place to start is just thinking about a checklist or what your shopping list would be. I need X amount of bedrooms, X amount of bathrooms, kitchen, that sort of thing. Is that how you start your design yes. process? Yes, definitely. That's the minimum, isn't it? We want to know how many people are going to be living in the house and we want to know what their environment is, what their living lifestyle is. So are they 
super into water sports, so they're going to need a boat or they're going to have a caravan. So some of those big elements, that bubble diagram and how they all come together. Nothing like parking your boat out the back when you haven't got room to get past the side of the house. Yeah, yeah. Right in the driveway and everyone has to park on the street. (laughs) I've seen plenty of caravans parked in the front yard recently too. You're right, it's that big item, the big boys' toys. If they've got them, you need to consider them in the initial design. We want to make sure that you've got that design for the end user. That's what I always try to say to my clients is, this design is not about me. I'll provide you with my experience, my knowledge and what I've gone through. But ultimately it's your home. You're living in it. That's what I think gets forgotten sometimes. That's what we're all about at the Scribble Club too. It's all about you and empowering you to do your own thing. We're there to guide you and help you and give you little fun challenges of creating colour palettes and mood boards and all the fun stuff. But at the end of the day, it's really got to fit in with your lifestyle. We're not about doing the pretty designs for the sake of doing a pretty design. It's more about making it really, really practical practical and wonderful for you to live in. And we can make it beautiful as well, but it's all about you, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. You can go to see a, a professional designer or architect. It can be really intimidating. And even talking to trades, it can be a really scary process that if you feel like you haven't got the education behind you, and that's what we're here to do, is provide that hand-holding to give you that confidence and that boost to go and speak up and say what you want and identify those traps it's so good, Trish, that you're specialised in kitchen design. Most ladies will do a kitchen design at some point in their life or want yeah. a new kitchen, but everything changes all the time. All your appliances change, sizes change, all sorts of things. It's about having that up-to-date industry knowledge and knowing where we're heading with our technology too. That's right, what goes into those cupboards. And terminology is a big challenge in our industry. When you're communicating with our clients, and if I told you what a carcass was, we're thinking that's an animal <laughs> frame. No, that's the box that holds your drawers together, which then holds your drawer fronts. And that's what you see is the drawer front and your doors. That's the pretty stuff. But what's going in behind it? Is it functional? Is it going to work for our family and our lifestyle? Trisha's husband is a cabinet maker, a joiner, as we call him. He makes the kitchen cabinets and carcasses and doors and all the things that go into making a kitchen. But there's a lot of terminologies. They'll be asking questions. And if you don't know the answers, then they're going to have to make assumptions on mm. those things which might result in you not getting what you want. That's right. Who knows what a toe kick is? It's self-explanatory, you would think, but a toe kick is that section at the base of the cabinets and that can be changed. It can be a different height. It can be a different colour. So you could end up with something that you're really unhappy with and you've signed the dotted line. You've signed to say that that's what I want to go with and it's ultimately you didn't understand and you end up with something you're not happy with. And it's more than just about picking the colours. It's fantastic fun picking colours and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of technical stuff. There's a bit of background into just a simple bench in a kitchen. Well, a simple bench, the finishes can be varied massively. Not only colour, but also things like what do you want to put into it? Is there a cooktop? Are we putting the sink? Sometimes you can have what's called an undermount. So you sit your sink in under the bench and you don't have that nasty little lip. That's my go-to because it's a lot easier to clean. All those little things like that can make your home different. I love my Thermomix, so I want to know that my storage is going to be capable of storing those bigger items. It's not only what goes on the bench, but also what goes in under the bench or what you don't want on your bench. And that's only the kitchen bench. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface on half the other yeah. spots in our house. <laughs> don't get me started on lighting. <laughs> There's so much that goes into it, and I guess that's what we're all about. We're about education and breaking it down so that particularly females can get on board and start doing their own designs and talking to trades in a way that they feel comfortable and that we know that they've got the knowledge to talk the right language and use the correct terminology because if you get the terminology back to front, you're calling a a door a carcass or vice versa. (laughs) 
it could be catastrophic. Things oh, could go classic, really wrong. Classic for me is people calling columns beams. <laughs> a column is a vertical thing and a beam is a horizontal thing. They're both structural elements, but that's a real funny one I get. The other classic all the time, people call their ceilings a roof. Probably 90% of people don't refer to it as a ceiling. They say, it's on the roof. And it's like, okay, it's on the roof, meaning outside on the roof. No, 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 it's on the roof. And they point up to their ceiling. You mean the ceiling? Yeah. <laughs> when I first started, I made that mistake and the boss that I had originally he corrected me every day for about three months till I was like it's a ceiling okay I get it it's yeah, a ceiling <laughs> you got there you got there eventually <laughs> yeah eventually but there is there's a lot of terminologies and a lot of lingo that we try and break down and make it simple because at the end of the day we want people if they're going to spend the money and let's face it it's costly to build things in homes we want them to spend that wisely and that's what we can do within the scribble club educate around making those good choices and save a lot of money a small investment for education can save a lot in the long run absolutely and it's also a really great community too it's a whole bunch of like-minded women hanging out talking design and And doing design in all different stages too they could be working in the industry they could have already built their home but want to go back and update things or do those mini makeovers it could be a full renovation or it could be right at purchasing that block of land when we talk about home designs generally industry standard is that they last for about 50 years there's a lot of evolution and revolution that (laughs) happens in that time back in the day when a post-war the homes are very very small and so they've often been added on to and added on to the lean-to gets added on to the next lean-to you end up with these houses that are tacked on all the time what we're really looking at is a holistic approach to the inside outside upside down look at the whole thing all together and that applies not only to the overall site and the overall home but to an individual room as well yeah that's right those individual rooms can change purpose too over time we don't generally stay in our homes for 30 40 50 years anymore they're recycled over different families and different purposes correct the sort of things that we talk about is a mini maker so it might be a makeover because your child's changed age groups they're going from a little baby person to a small person or from a small person to a tween or something like that or even if you want to completely change something say one of the kids has moved out and you want to make their old bedroom into a purpose-built reading room relaxation room yoga room and that's where within the scribble club we can actually bring in some professionals to help with those processes too we've got the ability and the connections to bring you people that are specific that might have a lot of experience in yoga and home meditation of constructing offices what other sort of areas would you find that we can bring in well a massive one is decluttering yeah <laughs> so clutter happens it sort of builds up and it's not just the clutter inside the house and the physical objects it's also mental clutter and your email and your offices it's a whole overwhelming part of it and in this day and age everything's so overwhelming what we're trying to do is just strip everything back so that you can just hang out with some other females that are sitting there thinking right i really love design i really like like-minded people that have chats about this sort of stuff and I really want to do something it's not just about talking about it and planning it it's about then being able to physically do what you want to do whether it's a makeover whether it's pick some colors whether it's design a certain area whether it's doing an outside makeover doing a veggie garden all sorts of different things that are of interest the people that I love bringing into the Scribble Club are our industry professionals that are at the top of their game. We've got some great plans to bring in people that will help with disability, which is something we've spoken about before. But not only disability, but the veggie gardens. I'm excited to hear about that one because we haven't got our veggie garden going. But bringing those people in that can help, one, save us money over the long run, and two, provide us more education, which I know that you love being educated and I'm the same, which is always... 
are finding out about new things and podcasting in Instagram has been our latest investment in education. Investing in your education early on just saves so much money. And I think we're also time poor. What we're really talking about is fast tracking well, my 25 years of experience, your 20 odd years of experience down into masterclasses, which are so targeted and so on point. You don't know what you don't know. That's right. And that's where mistake happens. But it's also where growth happens. If you don't know something and you go and get educated, then obviously you feel empowered and you, you feel like you're more confident to go and tackle things for example you might have been thinking about a renovation for a long time but never really had the confidence or didn't really know where to start confidence is a big thing that we can help deliver through education that power of knowledge is just hugely valuable but what i also find is the pride when you've done something yourself or you've had control or involvement in that project and to be able to showcase it to your family or friends or know that you've got this huge amount of pride to provide your tween with a space that's safe and encouraging and creative for them that's just amazing it's about the community too sharing it with people that champion you and go oh that's awesome how good is that wow i loved what you did there oh can i copy that because that was such a good idea i love that idea because i love the idea of copying is people was like oh i can't do it because they've got it your bedrooms are never going to be seen together (laughs) you're not going to walk into the same room and be wearing the same wallpaper (laughs) it's that community that you can come together and cheer each other on which we've always been about we can boost others up or provide feedback so to be able to reach out and say look I'm not quite sure which pink what do you think (laughs) yeah exactly and because we've got so much industry experience as well we've made our mistakes we've (laughs) been there and done that and had all the curly questions and I remember when I first started all the things that you learn in university all go out the window in five minutes when you get something really complicated you go wow they didn't teach us that in uni yeah yeah (laughs) so life experience is really massive and particularly in the construction industry things are changing all the time and the other big one is technology there's so much technology coming in and for anybody that's not a techno freak we're making it really simple for example trish has got a keyless entry to a house so that's just solved losing your keys yeah yeah. well the cars have been doing it for a while too the amount of times i've got in the car and not have my handbag because i can't start the car (laughs) it's so good i know that the in-laws can take the kids home and the kids can get them in themselves that no one needs a key and you're not chasing who's got the keys so that's added security behind technology is awesome but it's not just about the technology too, it's about the potential to save money. One of our masterclasses are going to be on saving energy in your house and what some of the latest technology is all about. We like to be on the cutting edge of what's new because we know the questions to ask because we are in the industry and we do know what we're looking for and more and more people are getting educated about um, saving money and better for the environment as well. It's not just about saving money, it's also how does this affect the environment around me as well. What we've got to remember is that we can't be specialists in everything. We reach out to those people that are the specialists. We've got an energy uh, person lined up to help educate further in what uh, products are available to help save their money or to help keep our cost of living down. The other fantastic thing in the Scribble Club, it doesn't matter when you join because you'll get access to all the recordings of what was there before. So if there was something that really interests you that you missed, it's there. You can come back at any time and do it. And we'll be constantly pushing the envelope of what's new in the industry There's a lot of design fairs and things that happen that we get information from an industry point of view that most people won't. It's about being ahead of the trend as well. That's right. You can't keep up with everything. And I suppose if you're not in the industry and you just want that education, then that's available. That's hard to chase, isn't it? Like you say, our experience of 20, 25 years is hard to bottle up. But what we can provide is really useful.
And I think moving forward too, we can't discount artificial intelligence. That's going to be a really big thing in the future. <laughs> that makes me scary. <laughs> scared yeah. for design. <laughs> it does. But it, again, with artificial intelligence, it's all about asking the right questions. You, there's lots of answers. Everything can create answers, but you've got to ask the right questions in the first place. Part of what we do is teaching people how to ask the right questions. Mm. And that's all about communication as well. Plus, it's just a really cool place to hang out. Yeah, yeah. We'll both be there. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you want to join, yeah. join just for that, surely? Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap up then, Trish, and, and just reflect on our four foundations of good design planning. Obviously, planning's massive, isn't it? We're talking inside, outside and upside down, <laughs> as yep. well as our future planning. Is that all those planning things come together and planning's overarching. It is. It's what we call the helicopter view of everything. But it's so important that those foundations, we consider all four foundations because we call them foundations because that's actually a building terminology for holding something up is a foundation. It's usually a big block of concrete that sits in the ground and holds everything down. The foundations, we could call them pillars, but really what we're saying is you need to consider all of those things no matter what you're designing. Yeah, that's right. They come together. The planning being the overarching thing. And then once we go inside, we've got to then consider the planning and the yeah. outside with it, don't we? So they're yeah. all complementary to each other. That's right. Getting a good understanding of all four of those principles is really, really important. And as we said, there's little systems and processes that we follow to make sure we don't miss anything. Yeah, that's right. And again, back to experience and time. <laughs> we want to engage with professionals. We're here to provide you professionals and also helping when you're talking to a design professional. It's really about having your own level of understanding too. It doesn't matter where you start. There's all different stages that you can come in and get a really good understanding of design. All you need to do is understand that design is wonderful and can change yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> That's the base level. Change the world. It can change the world. <laughs> if you don't like design and don't believe in it, then this is not the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're all about design and creating things and creating lifestyle and creating spaces and creating community. It's really important to us that the Scribble Club is a very holistic view of the world and just a great community to be part of. So thanks for tuning into this episode of The Sketchy Ladies and join us next time where we'll be discussing four major site challenges when you come to designing your home. This episode was brought to you by The Scribble Club, our signature group coaching program to help women design beautiful, functional, healthy homes. Check it out at thescribbleclub.com along with so many free resources to help you design and deliver the dream spaces in your home and get the results that you deserve. If you loved this episode, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends on social media and tag us at The Scribble Club. We love hearing from our listeners and seeing your reactions to our episodes. We'd also love for you to leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and improve our content. It also helps other listeners to find our show. Have a wonderful day. We're the Sketchy Ladies and we're behind you all the way.